In a world where the Marks think they know better than the wrestlers and the bookers, the Fantasy Booking Institute exists to pretty much do exactly that. This is a visit from the FBI. Welcome to another episode of A Visit from the FBI, your weekly dose of pro wrestling fantasy booking. I am your host, Detective Mark Smarts, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime fighting, District Attorney Vincent K. Fay. What's going on, man? How are you? So is it just, like, the same number of episodes he missed before he gets to go to an S again? I, I haven't decided yet. <laughs> I'm doing good. Uh, it was a, kind of a foggy day. So, um, interestingly enough, the courthouse where I'm a DA at, um, the wrestling courthouse, you know, um, I uh, the the fog was freezing today. And so it was, uh, it, because it's in Nebraska, you know, obviously it's not a very scenic view. But that freezing fog was kind of cool. So I enjoyed it. Freezing fog can actually be kind of fun because it then freezes on all the trees and the trees become encapsulated with icicles that are like half an inch thick. Um, yeah. can be kind of fun. Yeah. Anyways, also joining us, our RCMP from up north. Uh, eventually, he'll make it back to partner. JLB, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, I think I've stopped caring about being partner. So whatever you want to do with that, I'm here for it. Um, yeah, good guys, you know, same old, um, not much, Raw is pretty trash, so, you know, yeah. it is what it is. What are you talking about, Sheamus versus Drew? I've been wanting this since they admitted they were friends. Well, and that's why, they took too long with it, because I'm only gonna get a, maybe a month or two month feud between this, because clearly, Drew isn't facing Sheamus at Mania, so, I don't care. Well... Uh, He's probably not I'll... facing Edge at Mania either, so who knows? True. I don't uh, know. Uh, very likely Edge is going to be facing Roman Reigns. That's the bigger money draw for Mania. Um, although they're going to play this for all it's worth because uh, uh, reportedly, and I say reportedly, I think they've even officially announced it, the Edge Meister is going to appear on NXT on Wednesday night. By the time most of the people listen to this, it'll either be Wednesday afternoon or after uh, NXT happens. NXT is aired, so this isn't going to be like news. But for people listening, <laughs> when we first post this, uh, there's your your uh, piece of advice that um, Edge is probably going to be on NXT. Uh, so he's going to do the Charlotte Flair tour around all of the the brands before finally making his his choice and saying I choose to go after the big dog the head of the table um I, so they I have don't... to build something for for Sheamus and and Drew McIntyre I would imagine that they they do something at what's it, elimination chamber next month and then WrestleMania right well I mean then there's fast lane Fastlane. apparently right? oh yeah fast so... lane the stupid lane one the one I always forget about because it doesn't fucking matter. To be fair, um, uh, Fabe thought it was uh, Great Balls of Fire, which was an even worse pay-per-view, so I'm kind of happy about Fastlane. <laughs> Worst pay-per-view name ever. Great song, though. Yes. Yeah, Good. <laughs> Anyways, great, so, great balls of so fire. I imagine, I imagine they'll have uh, something in Elimination Chamber and then something at Fastlane leading up to a big 
blow-off match, the match to end all matches at WrestleMania between them. Um, that's, I don't know, my expectation, but but who knows? Uh, I, don't, they, I mean, they've shown they're not afraid to take it off of McIntyre and put it back on him, so. Mm-hmm. Bigger news, it sounds like there's going to be an Orton feud on NXT. Yay. Saying. I mean, uh, I'm also done with this feud even though it kind of just started, but they've also took forever to get this going. And where the hell is The Fiend? Like, I'm not convinced that Alexa Bliss is The Fiend. In that, I love what Alexa Bliss is doing. Don't get me wrong. But just give me uh, The Fiend already. Alexa Bliss is being the prelude to The Fiend coming back. Uh, right now, basically, Alexa Bliss's character is the those creepy twins in The Shining. You right. know? Uh just the the thing to tide us over uh what'll probably eventually happen is randy orton will do something particularly heinous to alexa bringing the fiend back that's my guess who knows i don't know he's he's got the carrying cross thing i don't this they might push this past the pay-per-view i mean the next cross pay-per-view is wrestlemania are they seriously going to ruin carrying cross's streak against randy orton at wrestlemania because Way to bury Curry and Cross, you know? I, well, NXT probably won't be involved directly in WrestleMania, so if Randy Orton's having a feud, he'll it'll probably be a secondary feud to whatever's going on on Raw. Or, or okay. Oh, two storylines at the same time. Thank you. Yeah, that's more or less what I see them doing. But, but that is actually a better thing for us to talk about on our WBU show. Yeah. Um, instead of this one, which is fantasy booking. So before yeah. we get into the fantasy booking segment of the show, I always want to remind people Raw and Order WBU is part of the Tatnus Co. podcast network. So make sure to head on over to tatnusco.com and check out the other shows on the network there. Um, and then if you're new to this particular show, the premise is very simple. We are going to take turns challenging the others to book some unknown and often unlikely scenario in the world of professional wrestling. We do not discuss these in advance or answers are made up on the spot because we think that's funnier. And I don't know if we're right on that, but that's what we're doing anyway. Yay. Um, so we will get into the fantasy booking and it only kind of makes sense for me to go first uh, because my fantasy booking plays directly into something we were just talking about. Cool. So I will take the reins. Uh, for this, I need you two to each book what you would do with Fiend Alexa in AEW. Hmm. Now that's the key. This is kind of playing off last week's fa- FBI. Was it last week's? Or two weeks ago, or maybe I don't remember. Someone challenged us, challenged me at one point uh, in the uh, Ring of Honor AEW or Impact with Alexa Bliss and some other of the female superstars, and uh, and I thought about it and I was like, I I think I ended up putting because specifically it was Fiend Alexa Bliss, not regular Alexa Bliss. Yeah, that and was I, our DMP JLB. Yeah, so that was two weeks oh, ago. Yeah. Because um, I wasn't there last week. Sure weren't. Mm-hmm. But uh, so because of that, <laughs> I thought to myself, hey, this makes a whole lot of sense for us to do one. Because I ended up putting her in Impact because I don't see a real need for Fiend Alexa in AEW. So uh, you wanted us to book the fantasy for something that you don't see happening. Thanks for that. 
because I got a little bit of flack for not putting her in AEW. So this is where I want to see what you guys would do with her in AEW. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So take the ball and run with it. <clears throat> hmm. So, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to see who I can maybe match. I guess she would have to do something with um, Abaddon. Um, or maybe they would kind of be the, is she, can she be alone? I guess it's my fantasy book. So, um, so I'm thinking she maybe does this whole cryptic thing, uh, to battle Abaddon sort of ordeal. Lord knows Abaddon's pretty like crazy. Like her makeup is on point with her looking like a demon zombie undead sort of character. And I'm all for it. Um, but I feel like I would maybe book some sort of storyline where Alexa Bliss starts like toying with her when Abaddon's about to, I don't know, like let's say win the championship uh, and the lights go out sort of ordeal and this crazy cryptic music plays and she pops up and then she leaves and then sort of ordeal. So she's playing mind tricks on Abaddon, which can lead to a good story of who's more demonic than Abaddon and then of course it's um Alexa and it's with it's Alexa Bliss and it would be a cool nice little like cinematic match too that they could do for like I don't know revolution or their next next pay-per-view sort of deal um the storyline would just be because they always like, like it's just based it's a simple storyline which is based off of they say that Abaddon's the most craziest character they have which I guess by right they do until the fiend Alexa comes into play and um, they just have like I, I see them having this crazy cryptic house of horrors cinematic matchup that uh, might be a good time because Abaddon's pretty good in the ring and so is Alexa and then you add this crazy demonic spiritual craziness to it it uh would be a good time but it has to be a cinematic match because you have to do some crazy stupid shit kind of lame my apologies but that's what i would do okay okay abaddon alexa got it yes well i'm just gonna fuck this up pg-13 and i'm gonna fucking piss you off rated r okay we're gonna get that out of the way right quick um lars sullivan oh jesus just got released. Rumored still, technically, I think. Official today. Yeah. I think it's been officially confirmed. Not since two hours ago. Why don't you just go ahead and Google it? I did. Everyone is saying reportedly, and everyone is quoting uh, PW Insider, but everyone is also saying that he's still on the roster page, and no one has linked WWE saying it. So therefore, it's not officially confirmed. Yep, that sounds exactly like me. Well done. (laughs) All right, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to have Lars Sullivan come in. um, And this is a way to have Lars Sullivan lose. Just so everybody knows, I'm not like joining their forces together. Lars Sullivan comes in uh, in a very seven esque way. And Alexa comes out as the fiend um well as alexa behind the scenes as firefly funhouse alexa and says don't you know you're not doing this anymore you were bad there and you're bad here 
and comes out and she delivers the sister Abigail with Lars Sullivan and he's gone. And so she becomes kind of this this uh, vigilante with dark power type stuff. Almost Batgirl-esque, except for not. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you're right. You were right, Smarks. It, it, it's a horrible booking. <laughs> no, Alexa as the thing. Don't tell him he's right. Okay, I won't tell him he's right. Don't do it. <laughs> Too late. I heard it already. This is this is the first time that we've done video in a while, and you should see the smarmy look on Smarks' face right now. Um, to be I fair, that's be his look good. all the time. That's true. He is kind of smarmy. Uh, yes. Take your congratulations for yourself. I don't need to watch this anyway. <laughs> uh, moving forward, uh, no, I, I I think you could do something with a twisted judge judgment type thing, a, a twisted judge justice. Sorry, twisted justice type thing where she comes in and just well, this sucks. And so she's delivering Sister Abigail's left and right to like gigantic people. Um, you know, uh, uh, Taz interferes in a Brian Cage match, and she's like, "That sucks." And then the power goes out. She shows up, um, and you know, kisses Brian Cage's forehead before she delivers a sister Abigail and leaves the ring. And yeah, uh, that that's as close as I want to get to a fiend character with some type of twisted justice. So that's that's where I'm going with it. Sweet. Okay. So my that fantasy sucks. booking is better. Oh my god. I'm taking it. Where's my gold star? I don't have a None gold of star it's around. Good because Alexa Bliss as the fiend belongs with the fiend. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean maybe she could do something with like he uh, literally Baker. Us, he he literally had us book the crap version of your challenge. Yep. I sure did. Yep. <laughs> had to prove a point. But no, that that's really what I was kind of getting at is without the fiend having the fiend Alexa Bliss in any other promotion doesn't make much sense. Um, but especially in AEW. Now, I think Alexa would bring a ton to the table in AEW if she was just brought in as herself or more specifically as her old character, the smarmy coffee queen. Well, not even necessarily the copy queen. Go back to before, where she's just the mean girl, right? That's friend's mean girl, yeah. yeah. Or even before that, cheerleader. Yeah. In fact, right now in AEW, there's a um, a wrestler who wrestles on uh, AEW Dark. I don't know if she's officially signed yet to AEW, but named Danny Jordan, whose whose whole gimmick is based off mean girl. And I kid you not, like she comes out, she's got a burn book. With, uh, with the names written down in it and all of that stuff. She came out at, at their Christmas episode of AEW Dark and actually danced the Mean Girls Christmas dance that they do at the show, um, which says a lot that I know that much about Mean Girls, about the Christmas dance they do, but she did that whole thing. Anyways, um, so you, you know have Alexa more. Bliss come out as the actual Mean Girl, um, and then you, you legitimately have a clique of Mean Girls in AEW. Yeah, that would work. So, I don't love it. I don't oh, love right. it either. But that she's definitely would be a mean girl, though, for sure. But uh, I don't want to. I don't want to say you're right. And I still think they can maybe do something with Britt Baker or something as like the fiend and haunt Britt Baker because Britt Baker's good at being scared and stuff. 
and it would actually make bit brit baker the well actually it could even make her alexa bliss the fiend face if you will because everyone will like that she's scaring the shit out of brit baker and essentially also manipulating her but yeah, and then she could take bray's other move and then she would have the same move as Britt Baker as a finisher, since Bray does the mandible claw. Well, Alexa uh, has legitimately been doing the mandible claw as well. So. Boom, claw versus claw. So, so, so I, I will say... I can't um, do this video with you, man. I just can't. <laughs> You're not even on video. You suck, bro. One job. How, how I'm about, my living scared room. of the claw. It's the claw. Oh, it's the claw. Stop the claw. You're scared of the claw. (laughs) Um, I I will say I'm still not, I'm not sure how I feel about Alexa's change to the sister Abigail. Like, I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. I'm not sure exactly where I fall. (laughs) Because she she goes down like the sister Abigail, but then instead of it just being a flip backwards she then hooks her arm around and uh, it ends up being kind of like a spinning ddt sort of right i'm just not sure i'm not sure i'm as big of a fan of it as i'm i don't know i don't know okay well fair enough i i like it's, it's one of the things i like about the sister abigail is that it it it's ended up being kind of unique i mean i know in the end it's really a fancy um inverted russian leg sweep sort of a thing but but it looked different, and then I don't know when you add the the arm hook onto it, it eventually just becomes a DDT, and everyone and their dog does a DDT. Right. Anyways, but we will move on to the next fantasy booking challenge. Who wants to go next? Uh, I'll go because uh, mine's not going to be good. Um, but I am really. Uh, should I go with that one? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I am curious. So, yeah. So I'm just where, okay. And you can't use the whole spear versus spear thing. You have to use a kind of different sort of style. You're booking edge to face a champion at WrestleMania, whether it be NXT, which I highly doubt will go that route, but that would be super cool if you kind of maybe did that just so we can have an NXT champion headline, maybe not headline, but you know, as part of one of the three main events, if you will. Um, but I would like you to book Edge's road to WrestleMania, since I feel like Vince doesn't even know what he's doing yet. Because we have Sheamus doing the whole thing with Drew. I get they have two months, and then that is happening. Edge has never talked with Roman. I guess maybe Edge will on SmackDown, because he's apparently going to show up to every televised show until WrestleMania. Um... So I guess we have a lot of time before Mania. Mania is like, what, April 10th? Something like that. Something like that. So I still feel they don't know what they're doing because Raw was still a clusterfuck, aside from the whole Seamus Drew thing, I guess, which still was two months too late, but sure. Um, yeah, so book me uh, book me uh, Edge's Road to WrestleMania. Where would you like to see him go? And you could even put the NXT Championship into this if you want to. Make it, and I guess that's maybe what WWE's kind of doing with that too, uh, with allowing Edge to go to NXT. So yeah, where is the Rated R Superstars Road to WrestleMania heading? Well, I mean, 
outside of fantasy booking, I think they 100% know what they're going to do. I think they're just going to draw it out a little bit longer because they want to get as big a ratings as they can out of it. So I think 100% what they are doing is Edge versus Roman. Spear versus Spear, um, all that. Uh, but I just kind of like you say, I think they're drawing it out. They're going to have her, have him do basically the same thing Charlotte Flair did last year and go around to each of the shows and draw it out for a while before finally saying, this is my choice. Um, or kind of like um, Charlotte Flair last year where Shane, not Shane, where uh, Rhea Ripley took the choice out of her hands and came after her. I could see Roman doing that. And saying like you're not gonna choose to to fight me, I'm gonna I'm gonna fight you. You know what I mean? Uh, mm. I'm gonna take this out of your hand. Uh, but you have you're having a fantasy, and so I'm not booking what I think they are going to do. I'm going to try to figure out what I would have them do. Okay. Um, and in that respect, so we're talking. We have to have him face a champion because, of course, he won the Royal Rumble, so mm-hmm. that's gonna be his thing. Um. I think the best thing to do would not be to be have him face any of the current champion, but to find a way for there to be a new champion on one of the brands. And I think, unfortunately, Drew McIntyre is is the um, the easiest one. As DA Fabe mentioned earlier, they've already shown that Drew McIntyre can lose the belt and win it back a month later or two months later, you know, or whatever, and, and be just fine. Um, and in reality, like, Drew had almost a year run all told with the belt now. Um, right. So it's it could be time for it to come off Drew anyway uh, and go to someone else. So at that point, then, the question is, who do you put that belt on? Who is a, a star big enough, or at least a character big enough, to put the belt on so uh, Edge can can fight them in in a major, major um, thing. And that's where it, it, unfortunately, what we're running into, it's the same thing that we've talked about before, uh, the lack of established superstars in WWE right now. Right. Um, and I think WWE realizes it. I think, I think uh, this last year has shown us that. So a year ago at Royal Rumble, you had MVP come back in the Rumble, and and he's been on every episode of Raw since then, right? Um, now as a major character in the Hurt business, um, not wrestling as often, but a major character. Um, this last Royal Rumble, just the other day, we had a couple people return. We had uh, Carlito return, and reportedly is back at least part-time temporarily um he wrestled on raw this week reportedly he's going to be back for at least a short period of time um but the uh, there's another name that came back at the royal rumble that i think is the better wrestlemania match uh for edge um and it it might it might be because i'm a peep um <laughs> but but uh, tell tell me that's not the 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 WrestleMania match for Edge Edge versus Christian for the WWE title. I would be excited for that. Yeah. Um. So that's that's the road. Now, what it it requires them to do some chicanery. It would require them to somehow or another get the belt on Christian without making it look like, hey, we're just shuttling the belt onto Christian, right? Um. Probably. 
Okay, I've got it. I have got it right now. I figured it out. So we've established this last year that the Money in the Bank briefcase can change hands in a match. Uh, so Christian uses his veteran wiles to somehow or another get a match with Miz. And in that match, the stipulation, unbeknownst to Miz, is the winner of that match takes the Money in the Bank briefcase. At that point, Christian now has the Money in the Bank briefcase that could set up at either Fastlane or um, Elimination Chamber. Um, I think doing it at Fastlane. One month final build for this. So you do it at Elimination Chamber. Uh, Christian takes the Money in the Bank briefcase from Miz and then at Fastlane he's able to cash it in on Drew McIntyre after a match um, and win the belt so then Edge now suddenly you know thought he was going to be facing Drew McIntyre but now has to face Christian at Wrestlemania and then the who who wins well I think you gotta probably give it to Edge um and the long run, the long storyline they basically always told is that of that, um, as good as Christian is, Edge was always just a hair bit better. Uh, Ooh, Iron Man match. Po- probably, yeah, that would be a great way to do it, yeah. Iron Man match at at WrestleMania. 30, 30 minutes, though. Yeah, not... Because you had too many matches at WrestleMania for 60 minutes. But, but 30 minutes, but you could have it be all 30 minutes, no falls, and in that last 30 seconds, Edge is able to hit the spear. Um, maybe he reverses out of the unprettier slash whatever you want to call it. Kill switch. I, I just knew that would piss DA Fabop calling it unprettier. Uh, but once he hits, he goes to hit the unprettier, Edge Kill pushes switch. out of it and then bounces off the rope for the spear. Kill switch. So, so no unprettier hitting. <laughs> You, you realize I'm going to say unprettier a thousand times just to get you to keep saying kill switch. When did the, they, they used what first? They used the unprettier first, right? It was the unprettier first. It was after he'd left and come back from TNA. He switched it. Kill switch. Oh, okay. I swear to God, I always thought it was called the impaler for some reason. <laughs> the, the impaler the is impaler. No, the unpeeler. Impaler, not the unpeeler. Oh my, this is freshly squeezed. But I mean, I I just hate the fact that they they that's the only way they would have to do it though. It'd have to be for the money in the bank kind of thing. And then Christian tells Edge, "Hey, I'm going to. uh, Hey, I'm going to. um, Okay, can you stop? Okay, but I. Okay, I'm on camera. Okay, Jesus Christ. All right. So with that." talking to the air there because that's what it looked like to me <laughs> yeah really from uh, this side it just looked like suddenly you you were having a little schizo thing you're like hey <laughs> stop it yeah um yes Fucking I butterflies I yeah that's it so carry on <laughs> no right. okay no i i figured out what i was gonna say so um in terms of i just don't i don't want to see I don't want to see the Miz lose the actual championship. That's my only thing. Uh, not not the championship, but the money in the bank. Like I would hate for the Miz to just lose that, like that, just for Christian to get that shot at Mania against Edge. I, I mean, I I get that, but here's the other side of the coin: is this would feed into the Miz's whole character. His whole character, when he didn't have the money in the bank, was that he was being looked over overlooked in in the world and and he he deserves better 
then he gets it and then he fails to cash it in but somehow or another gets it back with uh from adam pierce um and then loses it to christian this could just play into that storyline of how everything's lined up against me they just don't want me to okay right. yeah that's fair but babe what do you we got need to figure out how da fame um i i go a completely different way than a guy who hasn't wrestled in seven years with a guy who's wrestled four times in nine years 10 years sorry now um so um i just don't think that that's fun um it, it's a good storyline it's a year-long build it's not a four-month build and it's certainly not a royal rumble build um i think it's the opportunity to put over a young up-and-comer i really do i think uh what i would do is during Elimination Chamber or shortly before Elimination Chamber I would bring Adam Cole Bebe up to the main roster because he's not holding the NXT title I would have Undisputed Era interfere significantly in Elimination Chamber I would have Adam Cole Bebe and the Undisputed Era um, trying to think of who I would have them take the title off of I, I think I think there's a good quality um, faction feud if they take it off of Roman. I think you can build a faction feud there um, at the same time as you have Adam Cole, Bebe, sorry, going up against um, Edge. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think I think you have that. You know, Roman comes in um, as as the head of the table. He chooses what position he's going to come in. And he says, I'm the big dog. I'm the head of the table. Uh, I'll be the first pod to open. And, you know, argues with Vince about it and says, no, I've got, I can, I can go the whole time. And Vince is like, you don't get to pick which pod number you are. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm the head of the table. I'm the leader of this organization. So, um, Adam Cole Bebe is in, he could, he could really run the gamut. That'd be fine by me. But I think Undisputed Era getting involved in that match is a big plus, especially considering the plexiglass is both inside and out. So it's very easy for them to break into the Elimination Chamber match and and do some attacking and basically put the title on Adam Cole. Um, it allows for you to build a bit of a faction feud, like I said, that could run all the way through, really could run all the way through SummerSlam and maybe even through Survivor Series. Um, if you broke it up, you could do War Games and Survivor Series both if they weren't on the same weekend, um, which would be really freaking cool. Uh, but, and then you can have Adam Cole versus Edge um, and put on that banger of a match, that that marathon match that I, I don't really want it to be a no DQ. I want it to be the work rate match. Um, and I think that that's part of, part of why you want to see an Iron Man match. I, I think, um, I think at that point you see, well, I don't get to choose who my challenger is from Adam Cole, but, uh, Adam Cole says, I would like, do I get to pick the stipulation? He looks at Adam Pierce and says that, or uh, I guess Pierce is Pierce on. Yeah. Pierce is on SmackDown too, right? Yeah. He's on SmackDown. Yeah. He's everywhere. Yeah. Um, it says, but I get to pick the stipulation, right? And then it's, yeah, of course you can. And he says, I want an Iron Man match. The dude's 40 plus. Can't, he can't hang with me for that long. And so we see kind of the, the comeback aspects of Adam Cole. Um, 
and and also Edge. I mean, Edge obviously is a comeback story in and of itself. Um, and so we see five, six, seven falls um, in this match. We see Adam Cole take the spear. We see, ah, geez, I don't know how comfortable I'd be seeing Edge take the uh, the last shot right hmm. to the back of his neck. I, I would cringe when he did it, but we see Edge take the last shot and get up and and you know all all of those types of things. And and we get it, we get that work rate match. Um, and quite frankly, I don't give a fuck who wins. I really <laughs> don't care who wins that match. Um, it it ends up being really showy. I think if Edge, I think we have to know if Edge has five or six years left in him, or if he ha- if this is a last run, the final year. But I think that's what it is, though. Okay. Yes, I see. I see your edge, Jesus. What is this all about? He he's looking at you, trying to say, "Hey, you know who wins." <laughs> yeah. So apparently, Edge wins, uh, <laughs> and and maybe Edge wins because Adam Cole, baby, says, "No, guys, you don't come out," or or because there's faction warfare going on. The other three are all shot from their matches earlier in the night. You could have Kyle O'Reilly take on Roman. You could have uh, Bobby Fish and uh, and Roderick Strong. Or I'm sorry, you could have Roger, Roderick Strong take on Roman. You could have Bobby Fish and, and Kyle O'Reilly take on the Usos, because I would assume by then Jimmy will be back. You know, and so they're just spent from their night. And then it's just Adam Cole versus Edge, even though Edge isn't like part of the the family. Um, you know, you can have that. And I think he just it, it's the only other one I'd rather see, or that that lands in that category that really puts Edge over his back. I think is another old guy, and I don't want to see. I do I want to see Daniel Bryan versus Edge? Yes, I want to see Daniel Bryan versus Edge. Do I think it does anything at all long term for the company? No, I do not. If they ever have a Daniel Bryan versus Edge match, I will spend the entire time scared that someone's going to die. <laughs> because they both have crazy work rate and they both have neck yeah. issues and spine yeah. issues. Concussion exactly. Issues. That also plays I, into my only problem with the Adam Cole versus versus Edge is uh, the Panama Sunset move. Yeah, I, I think you avoid the Panama Sunset I, and I really <laughs> don't like the idea of a last shot even to Edge. Because it's to the back of the neck, but yeah, but no, I mean, I don't, I don't hate that. I just think, especially when we're talking about WrestleMania, WrestleMania is all about the moment, and that's why I went with Christian. I do. I think the better idea is to set, uh, set up the next generation. Yes. Do I think uh, Vince McMahon thinks that? No. Vince McMahon I is trying to. Dollars now. Yeah. He's trying to get his next billion, and his next billion in his mind is what's going to sell tickets right now? What's going to sell pay-per-views right now? Um, what's going to sell subscriptions to Peacock? Because <laughs> by that say, point, that's the first one on Peacock, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It sure is. So here, I did the the math on the dollar amount because WWE obviously is giving up subscription money still has to manage this library still has to produce the product and all that but subscription money for that billion dollars over five years which is actually one and two-thirds million subscribers i think this might be a negative net deal i think there's um i mean obviously i guess the advertising income might be there you know 
Well, and obviously we we don't know all of the terms of the deal. As as far as we know, it could be that the entire library goes over into Peacock's hands. That WWE no longer has to maintain it or anything, right? Um, and that's and all going to be on NBC. Uh, the hands. cost much cheaper. Uh, so the cost to them could be a lot cheaper. Even if it's not, though, uh, again, keeping in mind, so much of this is, I think, about not just this deal, but the next, right? So it's a five-year deal, which means effectively $200 million a year, effectively, right? And by uh, the way, so uh, they have 1.95 million subscribers. Mm-hmm. So 1.95, how much you guys pay for the network? Still 10 bucks? 10 bucks in the bucks. U.S the u.s okay so we're just going to keep it u.s but i imagine that 1.95 is everywhere i would imagine yeah okay so yeah that's still a lot though rates are pretty close though on that sorry said i would imagine exchange rates are pretty close though on that like i in in canada i doubt that it's like well jlb jlb has mentioned how the network is weird up in canada because it's tied to their cable subscription that's it. So so um, it's not going to affect us. It's just you guys, obviously, that it affects. Um, we're And the WWE Network, I imagine, online is still going to work for everyone else, whereas you guys have to go through Peacock. Um, so I imagine WWE still going to have control. Because oh, not for the U.S., but for everywhere else, they still have the control. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of things that we won't know until the day of, you know? Yeah. Um, we, we do know they've announced that the WWE Network app, like on uh, Xboxes and, and PS4s and PS5s here in America, the app is going to stop working. Yeah, Canada never had the app, so. So um, we, we know that. Um, I would imagine that online it's going to forward you to Peacock unless your IP address says someplace outside of, of the U.S., outside of that. Um, which at that point could mean that Peacock takes control over all of that stuff. Um, one way or another, though, even if we say 1.95, let's even just roll it up to 2 million um, active users. Uh, it apparently network, actually right? went down to 1.69 in 2020. That's right. <laughs> we're even gonna we're gonna roll it up to 2 million, right? Okay. Um, at at 10 bucks a pop, that's it's only 20 million dollars. Right, mm-hmm. that five, uh, that that uh, billion dollar deal, and that's two hundred and two hundred million dollars a year, effective, which still leaves them with one hundred and eighty million dollars to cover anything else. The, the problem is, is it's do. not two hundred million a year; it's a hundred or it's two hundred and forty million a year, and that leaves you at one point two billion dollars over that five year deal. So unless your cost are more than are more than than uh 200 million dollars over five years for hosting the servers and all that stuff it's not worth it i i feel like you've already established the the market game well but again i'm i'm pointing this out it, even with all of this right that means that we're just saying it's a one billion dollar we're, we're uh, fudging the numbers to make it easier right but a one billion dollar deal over five years that's effectively 200 million dollars a year that means that at they're losing 20 million dollars in subscription costs that's that's what wwe network has lost out of it right but they've gained 200 million dollars 
that gives them $180 million to cover all of their network costs and everything else and still break even on this. Uh, this well, I, I, I assume if people subscribe for the cheaper version of Peacock, that WWE gets some of that advertising money. I, the, based on, and again, we don't know, but based on what I've read about this, that that this is this is licensing it off. So the, the terms of the deal that I've read all are, this is the money that WWE gets. Everything else that comes out of this goes to Peacock. That's Peacock's side of it, right? So I don't think they're gonna get a cut of the advertising. I don't think they're gonna get any of that other stuff. I think they're gonna get a billion dollars in their pocket over five years. And uh, again, I I still think that leaves the that's that's a hundred and fifty million dollars in their pockets every year for five years. And the hope is that with all the stuff Peacock does with it, that in five years they can either renegotiate for even more or sell uh, go off to the next bidder, right? Or um, bring it back home and and get the same premiums that they were getting before with a new clientele. Quite possibly. Because um, the, and I I can't help but think they're gonna get some kind of cut from subscriber money though as well. Like yes, billion dollars, but they have to be getting something else. I don't unless they're just legit thinking in the future. Okay, well in five years we can maybe raise this up to like because their documentaries are getting far better. Like as as their documentary content comes out, they're gonna eventually in the next five years they're gonna have a, a crazy shit ton, and even that itself is probably worth a lot more money, because um, that original content is just epic. The Yokozuna doc was crazy. Their APA thing is interesting, but they just keep coming out with all of these original shows 24 untold uh wwe icons and so on so they've really developed their craft uh and original content but it's just weird to me just thinking okay one billion and that's it like that's crazy they have to be getting something more well we'll find out i guess i i think what they're getting out of it is they're offloading all of the the stuff the reports over the last few years have been that Vince McMahon thinks that the hosting costs, the networking costs, all of that stuff is too much for it and that it's not bringing enough in enough subscribers. So he, he's been wanting to get out. This was his get out of, of jail card and got them a billion dollars in their pocket. Here's another question. Do, does 100% of that content go to Peacock? Is NBC now re- responsible for... Um, producing those documentaries um is nbc gonna have a say in what documentaries get produced and which ones don't um you know that type of stuff or will wwe now have a platform to purchase individual documentaries on the website so again that's something we don't know uh all we know from the press release is and i quote WWE Network will launch on Peacock on March 18th with more than 17,000 hours of new and old wrestling content. Okay. Um, so that implies the new content will still continue to to be made. Uh, I are the 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 Stone Cold sessions or whatever they're called the the Broken Skull sessions. Um, those aren't wrestling content. They are content about wrestling, but 
by definition, that's not actual wrestling content. So that's that's my only is is there another play there as well? And if that's so, if that's the case, that's fine, I, I suppose. But just curious, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, and that's the there's still so much that we don't know about it that they're they've been holding back, and and maybe maybe all of the terms haven't been 100% worked out, but they they were worked out enough for them to make the thing. But in the end, um, all the speculation that I'd heard online has been that Vince McMahon has been wanting to get out of hosting the content. That all of the stuff that goes into hosting the content was more than what he wanted to do. And this is a billion dollar get out of jail free card, you know? But then Uh, who's hosting the content for us internationally? I would still uh, technically off Peacock servers? I would imagine that it's going to just start forwarding to Peacock servers eventually, but again, we don't know. Mm-hmm. It could be that this is this is him getting out of the major ne- uh, problem in America, but still having to deal with it in other places. But I I would assume that they're just going to start IP forwarding everything to Peacock servers. I feel like we're going to get screwed out of the on demand, at least for the for Canada. I don't know how the other places are. <laughs> but the only way we get the on-demand is through uh, the internet because we don't have on the PS4 or on the Xbox the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Even on our phones, the app doesn't work because it doesn't allow us to choose a provider, a cable provider to sign in, whereas it used to. This was this is, has been like that for the past year and a half, though. Um, so I feel like we're going to get screwed and we're no longer going to get on-demand content. I don't know. This is going to be very interesting. Yeah. Uh, Hey, the, a whole other Montreal screw job. <laughs> hey, yep. Um, all, all the reports have it that they're that the overseas stuff is going to continue as normal. What I would anticipate is that down the road, whatever cable provider you use to watch Raw up there will eventually have a deal with Peacock to stream from that. Um, that's what I would bet, but. Okay, yeah, that's possible. They'll just have their own other streaming platform mm-hmm. that we can use here. Okay, that makes sense. That's what I would assume. Uh, I mean, at the very least, they might come out with a WWE network that is just a branded version of Peacock for you guys. But uh, Fair. We'll see. And I guess NBC could kind of do that, work up a deal with Rogers or whatever, and then here you go. Yeah, NBC's going to make a crap ton of money with this. They already have a lot of content as is and already a lot of subscribers. This is going to add at least another one point something million subscribers onto that. So NBC's no way, no way is losing out of this at all. No. Who and will pick up is, AEW? Well, no. <laughs> the, the big thing with this is is really NBC is trying to to get into the streaming more and the more content they can get onto their streaming platform, the more users. Because the the problem that we're running into, especially in America, is you know we had cable companies and and Dish Network and Directv and getting up to two hundred or two hundred and fifty channels and and you were paying three hundred bucks a month for it and people started cutting the cord Jesus. and going to streaming service like right. your Netflix and Hulu and all of that stuff. Um, and because of that. All of the networks have started to think, well, what if we do a streaming service? So now instead of paying 300 bucks a month or, or 200 bucks, you know, for direct TV, um, paying you, get to, your streaming services. You, you get to sign up for 10 different streaming services that are 20 <laughs> bucks a month. 
you know? Yeah. Um, so it's effectively the same sort of thing. Yeah. I, I don't know how you guys do it with all the streaming sites, though, like Hulu and all that. Like, we have all we have is Netflix, Prime, Disney, Crave, which is like your HBO Max. I guess you have Crave too. It's still called Crave over there. Um, and that's it. You guys have like probably 10 other ones. You have uh, Peacock, obviously, Hulu, um, HBO Max, but we kind of have that with Crave, but we don't have all the content you guys have. So I'm very I'm frankly just sitting here just watching you try to name off the US stuff that you don't know. So I think it's funny. Um, I don't know if we have that many more than you really. I mean, yeah, we've got HBO Max, which you've got something similar, you said, yeah. um, and Crave. Uh, Disney Plus. Hulu and Peacock. I think Hulu and Peacock are the only ones, I guess. Hulu and Peacock. I mean, technically, uh, CBS has CBS All Access, but I don't fucking know anyone who signs up for that. I do for Big Brother, but it's worthless in Canada because we don't even get half the content. Uh, I don't... It's not I'm, supposed to be... I'm a Star Trek nerd, um... And frankly, I will find other ways to watch my Star Trek Discovery and, and Picard. <laughs> we have Apple. I mean, for sure we have Apple. That's there. But, Technically, uh, we have Apple TV Plus as well. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Let us move on because we still have DA Fabe to challenge us with something. Okay. I mean, I could have just forgot about him like I've done before, but I chose not to. Thank you. You um, are welcome. So, earlier I mentioned a certain wrestler who I believe has been confirmed that he's no longer with WWE. Um, however, somebody else says it hasn't been confirmed. It's Whatever. reported, not confirmed. All right? It's not a thing. It's not a semantics issue. It's just been reported, but not confirmed. That's yeah. it. Well, nobody wants to see him on TV. Nobody. Oh, that I agree for sure. It's just been reported, though. It's not confirmed. No one so, wants to see him on TV. That doesn't mean he won't be on Raw next week. Why? Um. Well, considering the reported firing happened over a month ago, uh, he will not be on Raw next week. He won't be on SmackDown next week. I'm just Again, telling. not confirmed. It's been a month. Not confirmed. It's been a month. You... you of really, non-confirmation. You really want to see him show up on, on Raw next week? I mean... Guys, th this is not the I, point. The point I, is I, not here, seeing here's him the on deal. Raw or not. I am going to take something as a confirmation here. Uh, the fact that he put his Twitter bio on private. That's confirmation. Many people put their Twitter bios on private. He suddenly put it on private about a month ago. I think he should leave it on... Should have left it on private. Long before then. But his Twitter is it's still called Lars WWE. By the way, it's back on. Oh, okay. So just in case people want to check and see how much of a racist he is. Uh, that's it. No, actually, I think it's still private, but he still goes by Lars WWE. Yep, so... it's still showing his private. Um, well, but the, here's the deal is he probably, because he 90 day no compete, I'm sure, he probably was told to not do anything right now. He also knows that nobody, and I am i mean literally nobody, will uh, will follow whatever his real fucking name right. is. I mean, so anyway, where I was going with this was somewhere a lot more fun than that. 
because I, as I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, okay, also a guy who was get, who was going to get a push but kind of got underutilized, used in a wrong way, whatever it may be. And WWE's had a very good, very large history of that. Um, and so we're going to do a redone Royal Rumble. And said redone Royal Rumble. Do I still have you? I think I see your shirt moving. Yep, okay. Um, it said redone Royal Rumble is going to be people who've never held the title. Um, and you guys are each going to draft 15 for um, this Royal Rumble. And you're going to book out the last... I'm going to do last six because you can schmoz somebody in like Grant Thornton was. So I'm going to do last six um, people in the Royal Rumble. And you're going to draft in whatever order. Or they're going to come in in whatever order you guys draft. So you really only got to think of three or five or six that you won in the finals. But they have never won the title before and they're getting a title shot. This is major titles. This is not U.S. titles. Championship, so you can still have Bobby Lashley in there. Uh, ECW championship doesn't count, so John Morrison, Bobby Lashley still count. Um, you, uh, but but they can't have held the big gold belt, the uh, WWE championship, or the Universal Championship. Okay, just for clarification, what if they held one of them for exactly one day? Why would you want Kane in there? <laughs> I, it's, I'm, I'm, it's just a hypothetical. I just need to know a yes or a no. Does that is that long enough to count that them they are? They held the title. Okay. They got enough of a push to hold the title, and it's current wrestler, so you can't go back and like grab dude to dumpster Drozzi. And uh, another question: Does NXT top title count? No. Okay. So it does open up. Doesn't open up Finn Balor, but it does open up Adam Cole, Bebe. It opens up Keith Lee. Sad to not see him in the Royal Rumble. <laughs> well, he has COVID, or his wife did. I think he was supposed to be the supreme, the the surprise beast. Wrong. Yeah, it might have been the whole reason Braun showed up and suddenly declared himself. I mean, they had a lot of extra participants <laughs> that just weren't needed, so I don't think Braun was the issue. They could have not had Dominic Mysterio in the matchup. Well, no, the I think Braun, I think the only reason they brought Braun in was because Keith Lee wasn't there. And they're like, well, shit, we need a monster. We need a big right. guy. Right. Or Braun was in much earlier, mm-hmm. and they moved him to the end. And decided, oh, let's, let's call fucking Carlito. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Um, so you say we're drafting the last six? You're drafting all, all 30. You have to book out the last six. Oh, we're drafting all 30. Well, that that's a whole other thing altogether there. Mm-hmm. Jeez. All right. They just have to be current WWE, and they just have to be currently capable of wrestling. So the, that there is that little caveat there. If, you, if this was 2007 and we were doing the gimmick Battle Royale, Oh, Jesus. Duke the Drum Strodrosi was still a viable candidate. He's not now. Then. So you can do somebody from the mid-90s that you thought should have gotten a push, never did. Or mid, mid-2000s, mid sorry, that you thought should have gotten a push, but never did. Um, Umaga, if he was still alive, would work. Jesus, you had to go with Umaga. <laughs> Uh, geez. Well, 
Okay, but it, didn't you say it has to be current, or we can actually flashback? You can it has flash to be current. People who are viable athletes now. Mm. Okay, well, I'm definitely putting Shinsuke in there. Fair enough. There's enough one pick. So sad he hasn't gotten a crazy push since he's been put to the main roster. Sparks looks like you're doing a spreadsheet. Is that what's going on? That's what I'm trying to do, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although spreadsheets aren't exactly super easy to do on an iPad since I don't want to. Do you prefer that I, I handwrite it? No, it's fine. Yeah. I think I got it now. Okay, so Nakamura for JLB. Um, I'm just going to go straight to the, to the top. I am pulling a uh, person from uh, NXT. We're going Mr. Bebe himself, Adam Cole. Cool. Snap. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, we're doing it in order, though. Okay, so Adam, Nakamura, uh, Cesaro. Good choice. Um, and this draft is the order they're entering? Yep. Okay, so I am going to do Mr. E himself. Uh, first name, Big. <laughs> Cesaro. Big E. Um... Oh, Moss is finally entering the Royal Rumble. <laughs> Thank you for giving us somebody that, that, you know, we can easily say should not be the one who wins it. <laughs> yeah. Um, two, 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 three is too early for a huge surprise. Uh, well, technically, this would be five or six. Six, technically. Um, but still, six too early. For a big surprise. Um, so I am going to go with uh, someone that will be fun in the Royal Rumble, but I don't uh, see it going very far. Uh, so not someone who's going to end up winning. And that's Cedric Alexander. Ooh, I like that, though. Someone who has beef with Sir Cedric Alexander. Uh, Mr. He should have gotten way more than an Intercontinental title, and I doubt he's going to be getting a world anytime soon, but Ricochet. Okay. Um, trying to decide if I want to do a storyline moment here or not. That's too early for this storyline moment, so let's do something else. Um, coming in at number eight, we should have... Mom, I'm in a podcast. Jeez, God. Um, <laughs> so I think um, this could be a fun one, uh, but I don't know for certain. Um, Mr. R-Truth comes in. Oh, boy. Uh, finally makes it into the actual Royal Rumble he's supposed to be trying to come into the Rumble. <laughs> and coming in at number nine because he is a phenomenal wrestler and he certainly deserves better than going after the 24-7 championship, although he might try to go after the 24-7 championship while they're both in the ring. My boy, Akira Tozawa. God, I thought that was going to be Drew Gulak. <laughs> you, you know, this this is actually a perfect time to actually uh, go that route. So uh, number 10 is going to be Gulak. So they can tell this whole storyline, you know, going in. Just, just to remind everyone, 
the R-Truth 24-7 championship is suspended as long as he's in this match. Um, Wait, did he win it back from uh, Pete Rosenberg? For the storyline of this, yeah. Because fuck Pete <laughs> Rosenberg. You just you see Gulak and Sazawa roll out of the ring as soon as R-Truth goes over the top rope. Well, that's, down. That, that's the storyline I, I, that's I, the I wanted thing. from a standpoint of everyone's fighting, R-Truth gets eliminated, and they just fucking dive out after it. <laughs> like, self-elimination. You know? Well, if they go out underneath the bottom, you know, then they can come back I'm, into the ring and have the title suspended again. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with them even back. just self-eliminating because they're so focused on the title, That's the 24-7 title. They're just Creating like... more value to the title again. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so that was Gulak. Uh, and then I said okay perfect uh then we are going to have so they're probably okay uh let's bring in jeff hardy who has been a former world champion that one doesn't work what when was he a former oh yeah it's Took been a while off bud and cm punk oh yeah sure okay true uh so then we are going with otis oh yeah Oh, yeah, <laughs> I've never seen you say that. It's fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you ruined it. I, if I if I put if I put like about a hundred more pounds on me, I'd probably actually look a lot like him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it takes some work, but I think you, and you gotta grow out the hair a little more. Yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, here is the spot where I'm going to pull kind of a bigger surprise. Uh, Because this would be entry number 12. Yes. This would be a good spot for um, people to fall and pray. Ooh, I like it. Carrying cross action. Nice. Oh my gosh, theoretically, Razor Ramon would qualify here. I don't know how he is but he's alive and he's never held the world title but he's not current he could get into a ring <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it I don't want to see it I'll tell you um I'm surprised neither of you have gone to other brands yet we we can go without I thought it had to be just WWE no oh snap I mean I don't want to overload with Matt Nick Jackson uh uh Kenny Omega, uh, Brian Cage. Well, okay, uh, so so part of my question you you mentioning had never held the main title that would rule out Kenny Omega as the current AEW champion, correct? Or I'll, is it only I'll, ever held no, WWE? I'll give you that because there are certain main titles that are on the same level with the WWE main title. That it is synonymous. If they've won that title, they would have won the WWE title. So, um, by that, that same logic, I guess that's fair to say, because if you went New Japan, there's no way in hell that Kenny Omega or, or, uh, oh my gosh, what is his name? Okada? Yeah. Suzuka Okada would not have won the WWE championship. Well, maybe not Okada because he's not white, but. <laughs> um, so on that note. I'm going to go with uh, still WWE, a guy who certainly deserves better as well and uh, will stand for the right to deserve better every single time and point out the injustices of the crimes committed against him, Sami Zayn. I like that. I have to look something up. 
No, Dominic Mysterio has not held a big title. <laughs> so I was no, I was on an article and it was like, uh huh, and I it's twenty five wrestlers who've never held the WWE championship, and it lists Christian on there. He held like, the big gold belt. Yeah, I was like, I thought he did, but I think uh, I think they're going by a technicality because the big gold belt was the heavyweight championship not the WWE champion. Or they probably just forgot. They are constantly crapping all over the big gold belt when they give articles like that, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. The tough thing is this article, most of the people on it are, are legends or or dead. Um, it's like saying that Mark Henry wasn't a world champion because he won the big gold belt. Mm-hmm. Like, Okay, so... Um, you know, him mentioning um, that... Sami Zayn was going to fight for the underdog and yada, yada, yada. I think it's time to um, have another fun entrant who is also a champion of the underdog. Some would even say a hero, a super hero. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. The hurricane? Yeah, buddy. You got to have gimmicks in the WWE Royal Rumble. Fair enough. Okay. Um... So with that, um, not necessarily following a particular storyline here, but we are going with someone who is better than everyone in the Royal Rumble, and they certainly know it. MJF. Like that move. Yeah, he has to always be a contender when talking about people who certainly deserve it. So young, still has a lot of time that he can, but he's already established and certainly deserves it. Well, we um, mentioned my next pick earlier in the episode. Um, It's another guy who is not currently uh, wrestling, but as far as I know is fully capable of wrestling. In fact, there have been rumors every once in a while about him at some point making a return. And that is the Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. (laughs) So we're putting on that title tier because this has kind of evolved a little bit. I'm going to make sure that we have an established level for that title tier. Impact and TNA Championship does not count. Oh, so he's out. Obviously, because Mr. Kennedy just went in. Well, I, the only reason I did that is because I remember you saying at one point that ECW and Impact, uh, which is, you know, played into Bobby Lashley. Yeah. Yeah. Kennedy won the TNA championship. So I'm trying to figure out, was the TNA championship on that level, do you think, at some point? At some point, maybe. At that point, no. Fair enough. I like that. I mean, obviously, the IGPW, uh, junior heavyweight and heavyweights are both in that category. Um and the AEW is in that category. I really think there's just those six, though, that are in that category. All right. So with that, um, okay. So do we already have? Yes. Okay. Um, fudge. So, yeah. So Otis is still in the ring, and he's kind of all flustered, wondering what he's going to do, what he's going to do. So we have Chad Gable coming in to mentor him to do what he needs to to attempt to win the Rumble. So Chad Gable is coming in on 17. Not a bad choice there. No, not too shabby. I am going to um, leverage this same 
thing that I had with Mr. Kennedy. Um, it's another person who has never held AEW, WWE, or New Japan IWGP gold. But he has held the Impact belt. Uh, um, but I think this is a good time for Brian Cage. Oh, snap. Okay. Someone's got a clean house. It's a good time for a house cleaning. Fair enough. Um, it's kind of like the middle of the match. It's it's time to slow things down for a bit, I think. Okay. Um, fair. So then in comes... Bro, Matt Riddle, or excuse me, Riddle. Dumbest Matt. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Fucking still, me. still don't know why they did it, but sure. They were gonna do that with the Hardys, and then they realized they'd have two guys named Hardy. <laughs> Thank God Matt left. Yeah, I'm surprised they haven't just started calling Jeff Hardy Hardy. Um, Buddy Murphy. Oh snap! Nice. Although he's another one that they just call Murphy. Yeah. Where has he been? I feel like I haven't seen him in a while. Um, well, the whole Dominic angle kind of took a backseat on SmackDown after um, Rollins left, you know, to go be a daddy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was the end. The, the angle for that was um, with Alivia Mysterio and they're in love. And then it just kind of disappeared. Fair. And she has COVID. Or had COVID. Um, all right, but Murphy ain't gonna be sitting pretty because someone who's still very angry at him, Mr. Alistair Black. Love that. Good return. Excellent yeah. return. Okay, what are we at? We're at number twenty-two. You're doing twenty. Okay. So, um, I'm astonished at some of the names that haven't been mentioned yet. So I'm really excited for these final nine. Well, I... I know one of them that's coming up. I just, I, it's too early in my opinion for him. So, um, ah, here's a good enough time for, for this, uh, particular one. Uh, Mr. Lashley. That was one of them. I was thinking of, <laughs> I thought we weren't doing Lashley because of, he won the TNA, but nope. okay. we've said that TNA doesn't count. Doesn't count for this. That's, that's why. Brian Cage was able to get in, and Mr. Kennedy were in. I would say the hard part with TNA, the person that TNA would count for against would be Joe, Samoa Joe. It's a tough call, and I'll let you two decide, but at that juncture, when Samoa Joe won that, it was Kurt Angle, it was um, Joe, it was, I mean, it was really, really great wrestling at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Styles. Yeah, I got to go back and watch those uh, older Impact, or rather TNA, NWA TNA shows, because they had some, oh, those ultimate, some of those ultimate X matches back in those days. Whew, really amazing. And, and if you do want to decide to include him, you can include him. But if you decide not to, I understand. Um, but everybody else that wanted it in that era has won a WWE title. Yeah, that's it. But I am feeling like oh nxt champions don't count right you can do nxt champion they're allowed that's never been seen as a premium title even though even though every person on this call would say it's every title. the the only the only nxt title holder that isn't allowable is finn balor because he has won the world well 
but well, yeah, he, he's he's I, I'm saying like not a current NXT person oh. because Seth Rollins doesn't count because he won the Universal title, so that's the reason yeah. he doesn't. So you uh, could have you could have um, oh yeah, Tommaso Ciampa wanted Keith Lee. Well, I was gonna mention Tommaso Ciampa, so thank you. <laughs> I was a mix between Gargano and Ciampa, so I'm gonna put Tommaso Ciampa in there because every time I see this guy wrestle, ugh, just. He even fought against that other guy that I like. That's just pure wrestling. I don't mind him, but I find him very boring. Um, Timothy Thatcher. Timothy Thatcher. But man, with Tommaso Ciampa, it was such an entertaining match. Ugh. So I think it just matters for me depending on who he's fighting against. Because when he fights against that other guy who's also pure wrestling, I can't stand it. Um, Ciampa puts on some... I mean, his match with Cross was unbelievably good. No, no, no. Champa is amazing. I'm talking about Thatcher. I can't oh, yeah. stand uh, when he's facing like another wrestler like his type. I forgot that other guy's name, who's also kind of the same deal as him. He's just pure wrestling. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm going with Tommaso Champa. Okay, I'm uh, <laughs> dipping in the history books a bit here. Not history books, because he's actually currently employed by WWE. Just not as an active wrestler. But I think that at number 24, that's a that's a good time for some bad news to be delivered. Wade. Good old Wade Barrett coming in. Nice. They, they could even do the, uh, you know, Michael Cole. He's sitting at the announce table when his music plays and he gets up and takes off his suit. And he's got his stuff underneath. Because here's it. We know Wade Barrett can still go. Right, Absolutely. he's not he's not retired from wrestling because of injury or anything like that. He's not wrestling currently because he's moved on to other phases. He doesn't want because it wasn't that long ago he was uh, wrestling in Defiant Wrestling. He was the general manager there. He uh, wrestled in World of Sport in 2018. Uh, you know he was in Lucha Underground for the final season. Things like that. He didn't wrestle a ton, but he was there. It wasn't that long ago that we saw CM Punk pulled off a commentary to win the world title. So I think that's a good spot for him there. Nice. I will admit I'm shitting bricks with these final six picks because I think that somebody's going to get missed. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure someone is going to get missed. Uh, There's just too many options, especially opening it up to non-WWE promotions. Yeah, um, but you know what? He certainly deserves. I don't know if he's heavyweight title material just yet, but I still think he deserves a shot. Darby Allen. Fair enough. Okay, and now I've put off this one as long as I can, and in reality, it, uh, for for my choices, it would be better if he was the next entry. But I don't get to pick entry number 27 so i have to do entry number 26 uh but this is mr keith lee nice i was letting you have that because i feel like you were waiting it for something and then i'm like you were gonna tell a story with it and you're more into that than i am so i'm like okay i'll let you tell your story um for a second there i thought you were gonna pick sting (laughs) Sting. technically he's held the big gold belt though so he indeed has multiple times and until, you know, Hogan said, you know, give it back to me. And someone who still hasn't had a world title yet, 
Oh, wait, he might have technically... But not necessarily, because it wasn't technically a federation yet. So, and someone who's never really gotten or given the chance in WWE. um, And uh, he's somewhat of a nightmare. Dustin Rhodes. Gold dust. I was actually hoping he would be brought up in this too. Because man, I although he's like 50 something, he can still... (laughs) <laughs> oh, like WWE, what were you doing with this guy? I didn't realize this guy had this much talent because you just never used it. It's almost like it was natural. Oh. oh. <laughs> well, I I had a different plan for this pick, but you going with Dustin Rhodes, uh, to me, there's way too much of a storyline uh, to not bring Cody in there. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that one doesn't count. I didn't think he ever held it. Light heavyweight. Light heavyweight is their cruiserweight champion. Yeah, sorry. Come on, dude. That's the strongest division in in Japanese wrestling. It is, but it's still not their premium title. He's got a point. And let him tell him. Let him tell us the, the story. Give him what no, he wants. Listen, I mean, you're you're making the rules. If you if you want to out rule it, I I would argue that uh, as as a title, that's not their their thing. He was the United States champion. He wasn't even their light heavyweight. Oh shit! <laughs> All right. Um. Uh. You know, if if you wanted to rule it out on Ring of Honor. You could, but I would argue that if we're allowing TNA, we got to allow Ring of Honor. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, All right, Cody. All right, so we're sticking with Cody. Um, I feel like I'm missing someone big. I'm just it's not ringing a bell. Um, got that, got that. Well, I know you're not going to pick the one I want to pick. So I'm looking <laughs> at I'll stare back into his phone or his tablet. Or whatever it is. Oh, I, I can pretty much guarantee Utterly you. I'm disappointed in him right now. I can almost guarantee you that I'm not going to pick the person that you are hoping I'm going to pick. So, All right. And I still have no clue who he, <laughs> who he wants you to pick and who you want him to pick that you're not going to pick. Uh, but I am going... I feel like there's not enough Impact Stars represented. Um... I feel like there's not enough former AAA champions represented. This still doesn't help me. <laughs> I don't think there's enough guys named John represented. No, you can't have Moxley. It's not Moxley. Morrison? We haven't picked... You're not even talking about Morrison, are you? I am talking about Morrison. We haven't picked Morrison yet? Oh my god. Snap, and I've been writing them down. Yeah, no, but he definitely deserves to be talked about in here. So, yeah, I'll go with John Morrison. I was like... It took to pick, like, 20 for Lashley to show up, and I'm like, one of you picked Lashley to win the Royal Rumble, the other one picked Morrison, and neither of them have been picked yet. <laughs> oh, see, the simple fact is, when you opened it up to other promotions, that changed this whole game. <laughs> wow. We I, really like, know lit- how. Literally, I, you know, I was going up. I mean, you look at my picks. First, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. It wasn't until pick number seven that I picked anyone who was not actively on the WWE roster in some way, shape, or form. Uh, and that because that's when you're like, eh, anyone from any other roster. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. You know, 
that opened things up. And so John Morrison at that point falls by the wayside because there are some people from other rosters that, uh, but for the, um, the number 30 entry, the, uh, big surprise entry, this is why I said, you're, you're not going to guess it. Um, he is going to be the sole entry from a faction currently in WWE that, um, that is out for a little bit of retribution lame uh but but t-bar is gonna be the one t-bar because i now and i'd really want him to come in as dijakovic or just fucking dijak because that's his fucking but yeah i'd agree with that (laughs) but uh i think giving him a shot to shine right at the end of one of these is is a great way to kind of show him up do do i pick him to win no well, who's you guys' final six? So now, just the real question. Are we picking three of our own for the final six? Or are we you picking... Pick the six together. I don't care how you pick the six. Okay. So the six could be from any of them. Okay. Yep. You don't have to alternate turns. You guys can go, I want this guy. Oh, yeah, that's a great guy. Or I want this guy. Nah, I don't want that guy in. Well, let's just alternate. And then you just decide to alternate. Or however you guys want to do it. Mm-hmm. Last six. Well, well, I am putting up uh, for consideration in the last six, Buddy Murphy. I like that. Okay. Zot. <laughs> it's still consideration. I said I liked it. Doesn't mean he's going to be in the six yet. Because once I mention someone who's better than Buddy Murphy and he knows it, Mr. MJF as one of the final six. Um, yeah. See, see, here's the deal. If we're if we're putting him up and and voting on it, I don't think MJF wins the the Royal Rumble. I don't think he does either. I don't, I don't I think he feel... makes it to the final six. I I don't think, especially considering yet Brian Cage, Chad Gable, Buddy Murphy, Riddle, Lashley, Aleister Black, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, yeah. Keith Lee, Cody, Dustin, and John Morrison all come in after him. True. That so so here's the I if we're if we're putting it up as for consideration vote in or out you can vote out Murphy if you want to he's my consideration but I 100% say if my consideration comes into MGF does not make it to the finals so that's the question is do we want to each pick three and then you can pick whichever ones you pick and I pick whatever ones I pick? uh I think we'll maybe do it that way okay so my pick is Murphy your pick MJF MJF. Okay, my pick for final six, uh, I'm actually going with one of the ones you picked, Alistair Black. Nice. Um, yeah, I just feel like he deserves it, and he's so good, and I feel like he can. he's strong as hell, so I feel like he could battle it amongst these beasts. Cesaro. Mm-hmm. So you're having I mean, a... Number three, making it to the end. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the tough thing for me now is I've got two options that I really want to be in the final six, but I only have one more say. So, um... Well, just say your options, though, because I want to know what you're thinking. Keith well, Lee and Grossin. <laughs> oh, wait, well, I just yeah, three. That, that, there are a lot. Yeah, Keith, <laughs> Keith Lee, uh, Karrion Cross, Adam Cole, but the two that were really on my list is uh, the one I'm choosing officially, Keith Lee, and the other one was Biggie. He was my other potential. But Biggie came in way too early for that. Uh, Biggie came in, uh, well, technically number four. So if yeah. Cesaro made it, Biggie could make it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. I 
Hmm. Okay. So you're saying who? Keith? Keith Lee. Oh. Dun, dun, dun. I would really love to see. Oh, man. Brian Cage. Yeah. I might even want to switch. Who do I have? I have Brian Cage, Cesaro, and MJF. Ah, okay, maybe we could get rid of MJF because I feel like MJF, given his character too, would actually lose. Wouldn't even make it to the final ten. <laughs> I feel like you just opened the door for Smarks to say, "Told you so." <laughs> I, I'm just gonna sit here. And... I'm not saying he's right. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. saying he's I'm right. Just saying... I'm just saying the thing that he said is correct. Nope, nope, not even saying that. Will not give you that satisfaction. Um, yeah. So Brian Cage, Cesaro, and little guy, I would see making it. Who were your picks? Murphy, Alistair Black, and making it to the final six. Oh, ricochet. Yeah, you were so disgusted by that pick. I think you might have been more disgusted by that pick than MJ. <laughs> no, I'm not disgusted by it. I just had to. Erased MJF so I can write Rick O'Shea. <laughs> oh, he's Irish. I get it yeah. now. Exactly. <laughs> uh, dicks. Um, okay. God, there's just a ton of heartbreak in hearing some of the names that didn't make it. Now, that doesn't mean that I have a problem with them not making it because you guys are the ones fantasy booking it. But God, just. The heartbreak of knowing that Karrion Cross got thrown out and isn't in the last thing. <laughs> oh, you, know? you better. You you know for a fact I was heartbroken with the idea <laughs> of picking the last six. Um, because I I'm a Dijak fan, so yeah. having him come in at thirty and and saying that he somehow or another doesn't even make it to the final six because <laughs> he's retribution Dijak though. That's why he doesn't make True. it to the final six. But it so. still hurts. Uh, Karrion Cross not making it is is tough for me. Big E not making it's tough for me. And Adam Cole is now the big uh, thing with Adam Cole though is he's a small guy. So having the small guy make it through all of these big guys, uh, I was like, okay, I I can justify that. But well, Ricochet was seven, so that's <laughs> all right. Now, now what I will say is that um, in this. Booking both Biggie and Adam Cole were were Iron Men who who made it a long time and didn't get eliminated until like twenty eight was in. You know what I mean? Uh, but not to the final six, unfortunately. They could have made it till thirty was in. I mean, you could have you could have yeah. you could have thought a lot of guys still in the ring. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Who's the winner? And does anybody schmoz their way to the? Um, because I am so fucking tired of that storyline, uh, it's it's very specifically yeah. part of why I chose the people to make it to the final six that I did. Yeah, the uh, only person that would have schmozzed would have been MJF. Yeah, MJF, MJF was the only option schmozz again. Yeah. yeah. Rick, there's no way Ricochet cheats to get to the end. Nope. Um, Cesaro has gone heel, then face, then heel, then face, and right now, who the fuck knows what he is? Right. But... But he's still too much of a wrestler's wrestler to to schmoz his way to the end. Uh, Alistair Black, if he comes back in in his heel pirate persona sort of a thing, maybe you could argue that. But his whole character has been pick a fight with me. Um, that's not the sort of guy who hides under the ring until his chance to win. Um, 
Uh, Buddy Murphy's been so determined to show that he's WWE's worst kept secret. Um, and Keith Lee is Keith Lee. So I don't see any of these people schmozzing their way to the end. That's fair. I like it. Um, m- frankly, of these final six, I, I can say right now, um, as much as I like Murphy, I don't think he makes it to the final two. Um, that's, that's my thing. I think you could even have, uh, you could even tell a storyline with Murphy, Black, and Cesaro, um, fighting each other until, uh, they all get eliminated. You know what I mean? Uh, eliminating all each other because they were fighting. Like, you know, getting on the ring sides, Murphy and Black are on the, on the apron fighting, trying to eliminate them. Cesaro comes to try to eliminate both of them, but they're able to grab him and pull him out with them. That's kind of my thought process. Um, that would leave, uh, uh, Ricochet, Keith Lee, and Brian Cage as the final three. Um, and my pick for the winner would be Keith Lee. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm down for Keith Lee winning. I just think Ricochet ends up being the second. So Ricochet ends up pulling a fast one. We think Ricochet is not going to do anything. Final three. Two big hosses are in the ring with him. He somehow is able to pull it off that he gets rid of Cage. And Keith, oh my god, Keith versus Ricochet would be so awesome just in a general matchup if WWE gave Ricochet an opportunity to do what he does best, and that's wrestle. Um, But yeah, I agree with Keith Lee actually taking it because, oh man, that matchup he did on Raw, what, three weeks, four, a month ago? Uh, Where he did that Spanish fly is still in my head like crazy they got to make a dvd with uh, him of his best matches already because man i would just watch that over and over and over or i just watch to go into the wwe network i'm sure they have a keith lee playlist <laughs> i hope so i'm checking that right now actually i feel like they don't i guarantee you they don't because vince is an ass so what were you surprised by who did we not pick aside from morrison who well, we picked Morrison, but was there anyone else you were uh, surprised by that we didn't actually use? I was surprised nobody made the argument to have Joe in, but other than that. I feel like that's kind of like a long-going CM Punk rumor with Samoa Joe always coming back. We've been thinking this guy's going to come back in a rumble over the past like three years. He never shows up. I think he's just done with it. I don't think he wants to... Uh wrestle anymore i think he's just now comfortable with i think he might want to wrestle i think storyline wise the longer they keep him out the bigger his return is so you know i mean they're they're playing with seven years out returns eight years out returns now so keep him out another two or three years and then when he comes (laughs) back it's gonna be a huge deal right yeah that's true (laughs) i think that they don't see him as a champion and that's unfortunate um, I personally, oh, are we there? Okay. I personally thought that, uh, that they would have, uh, uh, him be Brock at one point. So they didn't do that, which is unfortunate. Yeah, he's the not, he's not the right Samoan Joe. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we will move to our fun game, Ring of Honor, AEW or Impact. Um, The rules are pretty simple. I am going to give a list of three current WWE wrestlers. Uh, 
that you guys will need to relocate to one of those three companies, and then you will do the same back to me. Um, so the first round, your choices are, you're gonna spot a theme here, um, because I am, I am uh, exploiting the loophole of the word current. First round, your choices are MVP, Carlito, and Christian. Oh, recent returns. Or old-ass wrestlers who haven't wrestled in seven years. I uh, beg to differ. MVP and Carlito had both wrestled. Oh, that's true. Okay, fair. Other places. Carlito was at his dad's promotion. And, uh, you know, Vince is always good at second chances. I mean, Carlito had earned his way out of the company. so Him tag-teaming, who was it, with Jeff Hardy? Freaking weird, but sure. That was that was really weird because it was heel versus perpetual face. Right. Even even when Jeff was Willow and it was like this, you know, the immortal character, he managed to still be kind of face. Yeah. So anyway, um, okay, so I'll do it first. I would take. I I almost feel like AEW has too many factions and MVP really that faction set up for him is gold. So I'd probably take MVP back to Impact. When uh, was MVP on Impact? For a long time. He was actually the un, like general manager for a while. Oh, Impact. wow. Jeez, shows how much I watch. Okay, snap. Um, I would take Carlito to ROH because I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, Carlito did popularize one of the one of the coolest moves in the game uh, with the backstabber. I do enjoy it. I enjoy it when Sasha does it. Um, I enjoy um, Chris Jericho's variation on it with the the Codebreaker. Um, I I like it. So and and I think there's a ton that that Carlito does bring to ROH um, from even if it's just recruiting out of Puerto Rico. You know, I think there's there's some gold there, um, which which leaves me with. Uh, Christian to AEW, um, maybe in a coach's role. <laughs> but I yeah. think they'll go. Um, I think WWE has misused Christian's storyline lots of times. Um, and he was just lucky that Edge got injured when Edge did to be able to get a WWE title. I don't think I don't think if Edge doesn't get injured, I don't think Christian gets his title push. So well, it wasn't even Edge's being injured. It was when Christian came back after he was doing so good in Impact, essentially, that Vince started looking at Christian like, "Oh, you can be a main roster star." I didn't realize this. I yeah, Impact wrote, they wrote the script entirely wrong. But still, Christian didn't hold the title until Edge was injured. Oh, okay, fair enough. The, so, um, I don't know if that means anything or not. So, in what I would do, technically, uh, I, I it's a totally different impact, but I feel like you bring Christian back in impact because Christian absolutely thrived there and he fit in. I just don't know if he technically fits in the same with how it is now. Um, but I... Christian just felt comfortable there. Like he could do what he wanted, sort of deal. Here in WWE, he's still kind of, well, from the times that we've seen him, still very Edge's best friend and still not able to come out of his shell. And hopefully we'll see what happens. You know, uh, maybe that's the story that's going to be told when they face at WrestleMania, which hopefully happens because that sounds like an awesome thing to do with Edge. Um, yeah, so Christian at Impact. 
Um, you have Carlito and MVP. Carlito to AEW. You're gonna have to rebrand him. You're not gonna be the apple spitting guy with an Hawaiian shirt anymore. You're gonna be doing something else because Carlito. Puerto Rican shirt for him. Sorry, Puerto Rican shirt. Excuse me. Carlito uh, is definitely gonna send out his goons out now for me. Um, and yeah, MVP to ROH because uh, MVP had his time and he can uh, do MMA on the side because, uh, yeah. And dude's a great talker. He'll provide some good coaching factions and whatever have you. He can build up a faction there too because uh, the guy is just so good on the mic. So good. He can he can be utilized anywhere in ROH and uh, that might just give ROH an extra little push. <clears throat> So that's my story, and I'm uh, sticking to it. Okay. Good enough. So what do you guys got for me? All right. So I am going with... uh, Yeah, I'm going with a little theme based on the new WWE Untold... Is it Untold? I think it's Untold. WWE Untold series that is happening on Sunday in regards to the APA. Um, so, oh no, I can't pick for Rue. He's still technically there, but he's not active. Uh, but I was gonna say Bradshaw, Farouk, or, uh, Ron Simmons. And I felt like there was someone that was also kind of with them every so often, though. Um, all right, so no theme then, because clearly I thought I was thinking of, uh, so yeah. Bradshaw, Farouk, screw it. We'll go with um, The Godfather. Still technically a legend. Still technically was at uh, Wrestle... Uh, was it Mania? At Survivor Series for Undertaker's... No, okay, I'll stop that. No Godfather, Godfather. Uh... <laughs> can we? Can I do The Godfather? It's if your you challenge. What to? All right, I don't know. I'm going off recent. So fine. Bradshaw, Farouk, and The Godfather. Okay, so... In 97. In yeah, let's well, in wherever whenever APA was, because we're going with that Bradshaw. We're not going with John Bradshaw Layfield. We're going with Acolyte uh, APA Bradshaw and Farouk. And I guess Godfather then was a pimp. So like ninety nine ish. Ninety nine ish. Yeah. Marks your head. I can see the stain in your eyes. So, uh, you guys know I fucking hate JBL. Hated him as Bradshaw. I hated him with the APA. Fucking hate him. Um, so he's going to Ring of Honor for the same oh, reason that uh, that fucking uh, DA Fabe put um, Carlito there. So I don't have to see him. Um, uh, Ron Simmons has always been entertaining to me, though. So Farouk era Ron Simmons in AEW. Do that. Give me that. Um, and so that leaves Godfather in Impact, which m- makes about as much sense as anything. <laughs> yeah, makes about as much sense as it does dollars. All right, fine. So right, I'm gonna have Godfather hop in a time machine, go back in time, become Papa Shango again, uh... wrestle for four years, become Kama M- Mustafa again. <laughs> I no. Um, well, just because I like to make Smarks mad, I'm gonna put. Uh, Bradshaw on AEW, so he has to see him. Um, oh, that's, that's it. Ha- I quit. <laughs> that's what happens when we can see video. He actually flips me off. That's <laughs> it. That's it. I quit. 
<laughs> now we can't hear it, so that's all right. Um, so, uh, and then I'll he put... Has, he has, like, Charlie Haas hair going on there. It's been a long day. A little <laughs> bit. <laughs> I'll put uh, Farouk in Impact, because I feel like he's a world title contender there. Um, and I'll put uh, Papa Shango, sorry, Godfather, uh, sorry, Kama Mustafa, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> in, uh, in ROH, just cuz. All of that's just cuz. I don't, I don't, yeah. All right. Fucking. What do you got then, Mr. I don't like my three picks? We're going to do Women's Royal Rumble winners, Oscar, Charlotte, and Bianca Belair, go. Oh, snap. <sighs> Bianca Belair to AEW because uh, she's got the biggest and longer-term upside to her. Um, and yeah, I, I know from a draw standpoint, Charlotte and AEW would be the biggest impact there, but um, no. Bianca Belair's got the upside long-term, in my opinion. Um, Asuka to impact because I think her in that women's division would be a ton of fun. And then Charlotte can go off to Ring of Honor and, I don't know, live out her years there. Harsh. <laughs> yeah, so definitely Belair to AEW, though. I do agree with that. Um, she has the longest, uh, longest, she is the longest, strongest, bestest, and blackest extra person they need at AEW because they need to fill it up with a little bit more color. What? Elite is elite is oh, I like that nice um, and yeah that would be a good time I think her against Swole her against Brit her against the current champion uh, all would be phenomenal her against really anyone it doesn't matter bring her against the men she can face the best friends and kick both their asses like I'm down um, yeah so that's happening Oscar uh, is going to impact because I feel like that would be a ton of fun for her. We'd see some great matches with um, the only the only person I know of that's an impact is um, what's her face. Uh, apparently, don't Diana even know Perazzo. her name now. Sorry, Diana Perazzo. Uh Diana. I wasn't thinking of Diana technically though. I was thinking of the one that's short, kind of heavily built, but she's short. Uh, Jordan Grace. Jordan Grace. That's it. That's it. Um, That'd be a ton of fun. And then Charlotte Flair, um, I guess I picked, I did what you did. Exactly. My bad. Yeah. Good picks, bud. <laughs> it's the only one that makes sense because I don't want to see Charlotte Flair anywhere else aside from ROH just because the other two still have great careers. And Asuka's too good to be an ROH. And Bianca Belair definitely deserves AEW. Maybe she's so good, she belongs in ROH. Or there's that. Sure. Let's go with that. She's so good. She belongs in ROH. <laughs> Still flair. <laughs> and her dad can go there and make up that storyline of him. Hit on the woman there and get mad at Charlotte for something and trip her off one of the matches and all that fun stuff at ROH. ROH might be glad to have that, but uh, this really has to stop. Just make it happen with Lacey and Charlotte. And that's it. Just end it already done with this bullshit and while she's in ring of honor uh her dad can reunite with macho man Ooh, yeah the machismo or it's machismo right it's technically machismo yes. it would be awesome uh yeah we reunite with the 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 machismo 
Is he actually still the machismo there? He hasn't changed his gimmick since. He, he, he doesn't use that gimmick most of the time. They did a whole thing two or three years ago where he got hit in the head and, and then he was back into that gimmick. Um, <laughs> but most of the time he wrestles as himself, but he can just pull that out from his hat whatever he wants. To. Fair. And there you have it, folks. That is your WWE, or that is your Impact AEW ROH for the week of February 2nd. Yeah. But on that note, we will start wrapping things up for this Fantasy Booking Institute. Uh, Make sure to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast platform you use. There's always going to be a button somewhere that says, hey, I like this. Make sure to notify me for new episodes, right? Uh, Share it with your friends. That's the easiest and cheapest way. It's 100% free to support us. Just post it on your social media hey go listen to this podcast i really like it review us on apple podcasts or pretty much any of the other places that allow you to review but give us five stars just like the number of stars you will give cnn for playing an ad for turks and caicos (laughs) um you can also follow us on social media you can follow me on pretty much any social media with at raw and order wbu you can follow da fabe at DA Vincent K. Fave on Twitter. I don't really check it that often. And then you can follow JLB at JLB420. Real Talk Radio is the brand at Real Talk Radio 8. Anchor.fm slash RTR for your Spotify's, Apple's, Podbean's, Stitcher's, and whatever streaming site you go to. I am putting up currently the February free games for PlayStation and Xbox. So if you're a gamer, you probably already know what the free games are, but watch me and Jeff the Bear talk about that. Uh, And uh, that is all. That is my cheap plugs. And uh, JLB out. (laughs) Um, Again, make sure to subscribe to us because that's super important. You can even subscribe to us on YouTube, although we are often late posting the videos up there. So if you want to hear us right away, the best thing is through whatever podcast platform you choose. Um, You can also find links to all the different places to listen to us, as well as our Wix site, our Patreon site, if you want to support us there. Or our merch shop, um, shop.spreadshirt.com slash rawandorderwbu. But all of those links are going to be in the doobly-doos for this and pretty much every episode of this podcast. So you can find all of that uh, below. But we will wrap the book up on this episode of the Fantasy Booking Institute. We will see you soon. Thanks for listening. Oh, crap. Got to do my name drop. Jeremiah. (laughs) (laughs) Were you supposed to name drop Jeremiah? Yep. Hi, Jeremiah.